0: You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to the Win Win podcast. This is Ben Wolf, as always, your host. I'm here with our guest today who is going to share with us how to do more with what you already have. Uh, and so, with that, invite everybody to. Uh, listen into to this introduction here, which is that uh, our guest today is the founder and CEO of Business Success Consulting Group, a team of business process consultants who help organizations create and implement processes that are followed by all through systems and automations. Uh, you can find out more about them at bizsuccesscg.com. That's B-I-Z successcg.com. And with that, I give you Adi Clevett. Welcome, Adi.
1: Thank you, Ben. It's great to be here.
0: Well, I'm very happy to have you. and I'd love for you know for, for you to give the people who are listening to or watching this some context for how we came to be talking about doing more with less and processes and systems and and automations uh, with like a quick two minute background on like, you know kind of how you got from wherever you were before to how you got here talking about this topic,
1: sure. So you know, I've been doing this for over twenty five years. My background is in industrial engineering. So it's all about process improvement doing more with less, you know, more um, efficient, more productive. So, you know, and throughout my career and helping so many businesses, it's really evolved into um, best practices on how to actually do that.
0: Nice. And how'd you, and how'd you go from, you know, doing that for other people to doing that on your own?
1: Well, I decided, um, you know, I started this company about 11, 12 years ago and I I saw that there is a need with my clients to systematize and to create processes and procedures because I saw that this is something that people know that they need, but it will go into always to the back burner in terms of like, okay, because production is more important, taking care of clients is more important, you know, handling employees or any situation that arises, that's more important. So I saw that need of actually creating playbook and playbooks and training manuals, et cetera. So that's where, that's, that's how it evolved of actually doing it on our, having my own company and doing it for other entrepreneurs.
0: Right. I hear that. I mean, I, I guess, you know, some of the things I think about is, is that, you know, sometimes people with growing businesses they can get ahead of ourselves. Sometimes think like, oh, we just throw more people at the issue. You know, just hire more people. And and sometimes we're not able to do that, or we need to be more realistic about what's smart and you know where we are in the evolution of our business and how much money we have and how much resources we have and whether that's even a good idea. Right. Um, so, I guess what have you seen or experienced that has has made you focus on the of the importance of doing more with existing resources rather than, I don't know, I guess doing more with more.
1: Right, well, I mean, I guess it's doing more with the existing resources. You know, in my world, what that translates into is more efficiency, right? It's like, okay, so you have, we're talking to entrepreneurs right now, and I think one of the major problems that I see, and I'm, ser- I'm sure you do too, is um employees having good employees and employee retention and making sure that you know you your employees are satisfied are happy but you also utilize them to the max because you know not just poor more people but being able to utilize your resources and i found that one of the most efficient efficient way to doing that is to actually have well documented processes and procedures in place that are followed by all because then the expectations are clear. Um, there is consistency. There is um, accountability. There is knowledge of what each person needs to do and what are the expectations. And for me, that is a key
0: component of
1: doing more with your existing resources.
0: How do you how do you advise people to balance the difference between like knowing when it's the wrong people is what's causing the problem. Like, so any process in the world that you'd put in place wouldn't really help you or documentation uh, versus when the, I guess, lack of clear and effective documentation and and processes is the issue. Like, how do you know when it's a people issue, not a process issue, basically?
1: Right. So, you know, it's, I like to use the, um, a decision tree of whether it's people or processes, or it can be both, right? So, you know, I would assume that when I work with my clients, that they got, they have a good uh, process for hiring or they're following some kind of a methodology that works, right? If not, I would- Not recommend- always a safe okay. assumption. The, right, but I think once they start working, like when we start working together, you know, I check if they're actually working with somebody- you know, that is actually helping them integrate or implement those systems, right? So if they don't exist, if that hiring system does not exist, so that will be something that um, I recommend implementing, right? Like really created hiring process where you're using tests and you're using and you clearly define the job descriptions of what is needed and you clearly define the qualities and of course you have the core values and you make sure that you hire for it etc right so if it doesn't exist then we need to have that Um, it's also evaluating the existing personnel you know you can see I mean after you know just like you know you know you have experience working with so many businesses you can go into a business and see who is actually sabotaging or who is stopping as opposed to helping and willing to be to help so i think it's assessment of the existing personnel but let's say for instance you have we don't have to be like a go that radically in in terms of like okay well you know you have to fire people or you have people that do not um shouldn't be there let's talk about a process that exists and the mistake was made and really understanding whether it's a process problem or a people problem, right? So the first thing that I like to do is to, whenever there is an issue, is to really look at it and see, is there a process, right? I mean, what is the core of the issue? What happened there? Is there a process? If there is a process, then the question is, was it followed, right? If it was followed, then we really need to dissect the process and see what, are the problems there that we need to fix in the process. Now, if the process was not followed, the question is why, whether, and then it becomes whether it's a people problem, like in terms of people are not following a process. So it's part of the culture, it's part of that particular person, like why wasn't it followed? Or it can be that it wasn't followed because the process was not clear or incorrect, or didn't align with the circumstances. So it, it can be it's a complex situation. It's not very it's it's not as simple as like, oh, it's people or processes, right? It can be a combination. But if you have your processes documented, if you really took the time to do that and then to make sure that everyone knows it, that they learned it, that they studied it, that they read it, that um, they are committed and there is a bind to use those processes, then it's easier to evaluate whether it's a people problem or a process problem.
0: Right, well, that makes sense. Can can you share some examples? I mean, you told me that you have, you I know, mean, I'm, I'm sure in your in your work a number of examples and stories of of some instances recently. Maybe people can see themselves in some of these stories who are listening to or watching this uh, from. I guess, where people needed to do more with less, like what happened? What kind of industry was it, you know, and what happened?
1: Sure. So, you know, an example, I was working with uh, one of our clients is an HVAC company. And the problem was that they had um, a problem with accounts receivables, right? So we were documenting the processes for the technicians and we were documenting also the processes for the accounting department. And they kept having problems with the accounts receivables, liquid balances that were not collected. Well, by actually documenting and mapping the processes and getting the team involved, then we figured out where the disconnect was because a company like that should not have accounts receivables, right? I mean, it's they collect half upfront before they start the installation and then half when the work is done. But there was a problem there in terms of the process itself, in terms of the technicians, you know, if if the homeowner is not at home, what do they do, right? Or then there was also the problem in the communication from the technicians to the office to make sure that the balance is being collected. So there were things that fell through the cracks and it wasn't able to, they weren't able to um, maximize the and, and make it efficient right so I meaning the technicians of it,
0: would go ahead and do the work even if nobody was home or maybe without getting confirmation from uh, ar that the balance had been paid
1: right oh no i mean they would do it on the half part i mean that's yes but the problem was at the end like when they were finished the job right collecting right. The, the, the right, right for it.
0: the second for the second half right
1: yeah the second half so you know so we implemented basically we um Maximum, You know, we're talking about doing more with less. So instead of having to hire another person or having somebody then calling for the balances, it was very easy to um, actually get an agreement in place where the, the homeowner is being contacted ahead of time and they know that they need to, by the time the job, the work is done and the technician is leaving, you know, the payment has to be made. So it's either a credit card on file with authorization or we automated some things, So that way, I mean, that I mean, automation and adding some agreements ahead of time, it's a great way to do more with less.
0: Right. That's a great example. That's a great that's a great story. And I have a client also recently, uh, also in the construction space, struggling with some similar things. I definitely relate relate to that that story. Mm -hmm. Any other examples? I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear another one if you've got it.
1: Sure. So um, you know that is an example of um, I was working with a dental practice where the uh, receptionist was going to go on maternity leave, and there was nobody that they they really didn't know what she was doing, and you know it was it was a problem because they were looking at bringing somebody new to replace her, but there was all this knowledge transfer that had to happen. Um, You know they were looking at you know, maybe having two people replace her, which is the opposite of what we are talking about in terms of doing more with less. You know, it created created anxiety, created problems. So what we did is we did a knowledge transfer. It's basically really documenting every single thing that that person does from beginning to end in the different aspects of the practice and then figuring out who is going to take it on because it wasn't possible for one person to just take on what she was doing, right? But we were able to separate it to different, to um, to, the, to the assistant and also the um, owner, it's a, it was a husband and wife team. So they each took some, and then they were able to hire somebody new and use the processes and procedures in order to train that person and bring her up to speed. So when that receptionist slash office manager left for her maternity leave, things were smooth, and there was no um, interruption to production because of that.
0: Oh, that's great. What was I want to? wanted to ask you the. Uh, I forgot. I forgot the other question I was going to ask you. I'll ask. I'll ask this one though. But what are Oh, I know what I was gonna ask you. Is when it comes to executing the things that you get clear on, just about your own company. How mm-hmm. how do you guys work that in terms of like do you typically handle like driving execution till it's like in use and in like w- whatever it is that you're recommending or that you discover? You know, you help document things, you help figure out what should be, or document what is and figure out what should be, and but how do you manage or what involvement do you typically have in making that real and getting it into use? Because very often I imagine, I mean, a, a lot of clients we work with, like, like that you know, the, they, they won't be very good at carrying it out on their own, even with all the clarity that you might give them.
1: Right. So, yeah. So we have a process that we follow in order to make sure that it's followed by all. So the first thing is we work with the leadership team with the owner Um, preferably, and the leadership team to really get the commitment that it's going to be now part of the culture. It's going to be part of the company, right? So we're not that processes and procedures are going to be referred to and are going to be implemented. So we need that commitment because without it, without that commitment and that decision, it's not going to work because Mm. if the employees are going to see or the team members are going to see the owner or the leadership going back to just doing things or not following the process, they're not gonna follow it as well. So we need a commitment from the top. So that is a key, key component on how to make sure that uh, processes are being um, followed by all. Then what we do is we involve everybody in the team. So when we write the processes and procedures, we work with key stakeholders, right? So I'll give you an example. We're working with a property management company. And let's say they had um we addressed an area like the HOA management, and say they had thirty procedures to write. We had ten property managers that were part of that def- department. So we separate we divided it. So each person took three and wrote it, right? So then what we did is we had each and every person read the other 27 procedures that they didn't write and provide feedback. Now, because everybody did a very good professional job, there wasn't a lot of changes, but it got everybody to actually read those procedures from the viewpoint of not just reading it in order to read something, but to see how they can improve it or how does it apply, how how workable it is. So that way there was a knowledge by everyone of the procedures that were written, because that's a that's a key thing, because I see it a lot of times where people decided we're going to write their processes, but then they don't have the existing staff actually read what is written, right? So you, it's kind of like you create this book, this handbook, but you don't know what it is. So it creates a disconnect and it also, you don't, you know, a new person that comes on They will read it, but then the existing people don't know what's written, so there is a disconnect. So it's really important that everybody in the company reads it. Then we like to create a survey asking, you know, what did you get out of it? What do you think about the platform where it was documented? Um, Is there anything missing? How do you see yourself using it? We even do a not promoted score, you know, asking like on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend this to another fellow staff member? You know, we want to make sure that like Mm -hmm. we really take it as a new product on the market, but it's internal, right? So it's kind of like getting a new product on the market, but the market is internally in the company. So we get everybody involved and get excited about it. And then we work the um, what we st- where we started a conversation in terms of like how do we resolve issues referring back to processes and procedures. So whenever an issue arises, it's really dissecting it in terms of like is it a people problem or a process problem or both? and um, referring to the manual on a regular basis. Also, in order to make sure it's being followed by all, it's very important to set uh, regular reviews. So whether it's quarterly, um, every six months or a year, depending on the maturity of the processes, it's very important that actually there is a designated time to review the processes to make sure that they're being kept up to date. Because it's enough that one process is not... it's not valid anymore, then it makes you question the rest, right? Even if right. one thing that is written in the process is not valid anymore, you say, well, this is the way we used to do it, but we don't do it anymore, where then you start wondering or you start questioning whether the entire process is actually workable. So I definitely recommend reviewing it on a regular basis. How do you
0: get but people to do that?
1: You. It's very simple. You, know, you just um, set up a time, so, you know, when we are involved, we help with that. We actually have like a quarterly meeting. them pay and-
0: you in advance so they don't have to remember to call you back.
1: Yes, that's yeah, that's definitely part of it. Because
0: like, hey, we already paid for this. Let's let them come in and do this. Exactly. I mean, that do. can be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before <laughs> we actually um get, you know, before we end a project, like part of it is also set up the next um, quarterly meeting so we can actually review and go over it. But let's say they're not using us right i mean i'm giving here information in general yeah, that's true so let's say you are a business and you go okay how do i make sure that that happens well it's very simple you know first of all if you're using a process documentation software so it's built in you can actually set up a reminder and it reminds you but you can also go to your calendar to your outlook calendar to your google calendar and go okay we finished the project documentation today so let's in six months let's put it on the calendar in our meeting you know so it's either in your weekly meeting in your leadership meeting it might be that you have a quarterly meeting so you decide when and you allocate a certain amount of time and you send ahead of time to the key stakeholders an assignment to review all the processes and procedures if you did a good job documenting to begin with and if you're keeping it current as things change then it shouldn't take you a long time to actually get through it and see what needs to change. And then people come to the meeting and they attest that they actually read it, changed what needed to be changed. There might be a small discussion about some process improvement or some feedback to change things. So there are different ways of doing it, but it's a commitment to actually put it on the calendar and doing it.
0: Right. Last question is just now you mentioned where your process is you know where they're documented you mentioned earlier about what platform they're in which what which platform or platforms have you used do you have experience with which ones do you like the best do you think you know because there's a lot of things out there there's whale.io and uh Trainual and you know and many others but you know which ones have you used which ones do you like the best uh, give us some product feedback on, on what's the most useful and helpful.
1: Sure. So it really depends. I think it's um, what features you are looking for. I'm very familiar with uh, Sweet Process, UseWell.io, Playbook Builder, and trenul. Love them all. I think they are wonderful, wonderful um, process documentation software. So I don't affiliate myself with only one. Because That's I really, good. I mean, I let my clients decide. I can go over the different features. Is, is there
0: different ones of those that would be different for different needs? That you would say, hey, for this kind of need, this one's better. For that kind of need, the other one's better.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you know, it's like very minute. I mean, there are different details. There are different uh, different functions. They're they're are very similar but also different. And I know the differences. So it's really it's really a matter of demonstrating the product and then see the preference of my clients. You know, some of them want to use more videos. So one of them will be better for that. Some of them, you know, it's better mobile. Some of them have an interaction with your software that you are using so you can pull it up. Um, some of them look more like a checklist. Some of them look more like a trailer board. So it's really, um, you know, it, it it varies. So I can definitely direct in terms of the functionality and what is needed.
0: Right. Well, fair, fair enough. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. And I appreciate this, this conversation and, you know, and, and talking about, uh, you know, processes and yeah, it's uh, automations. There's there's so much, you know, there's so much, the the tendency, I used that phrase earlier, the tendency is to throw people at things, you know, like, Oh, we can't get enough done. Let's hire someone else. You know, it's uh, very hard to resist that impulse for a lot of people.
1: But you know, Ben, I think it's also, there is a tendency to throw a lot of technology. You know, we can do this. Oh, here's another app. Somebody sold me that app or that app and that app. And then you be, end up with 30 apps that don't really talk to each other or are disjointed. So I really think that it's it's the tendency to throw people, but also throw technology. But mm. really what it is, is you need to have a plan right you need to process you need to map your processes doesn't have to be super sophisticated and um something that you know you need to be an expert at that but you do need to have a plan some kind of a blueprint of what the processes are where can we improve it and really ask yourself okay if i add another person here how is it going to improve the process but also the same thing with technology if i add this technology what problem am I solving and how much technology do you actually need? And that's one of the things that no, uh, I, th- I think, I think it's point. really important to also make sure that everything is streamlined is the technology, the people and the processes.
0: No, that's a, that's a, that's a very, very, very good point. So you would be a, a, a disciple of the, of the philosophy that we want to have as few systems as possible, as few technologies as possible and, To the extent you do need more than one, let's say, uh, that they should be ideally talking to each other and integrated
1: where there's one source
0: of truth for any particular piece of information.
1: Right. I mean, I think I think the technology is needed to do the job. So if we need more than less, it's fine, but it has to have a purpose. Right. It has to have a purpose, a defined purpose behind it. Know who are going to be the users and what outcome we're going to get, and what problem does it solve for us, and how it makes things more efficient, as opposed to just now adding another right. complexity. Not another. just a
0: knee jerk. Oh, the coolest new thing, you know?
1: Right. Exactly. That's exactly right.
0: Right. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm glad we. I'm glad we got that that point in here. Is you know that uh, technology is subject to the same kind of problem with uh, that you can have with people of just throwing more at it instead of being strategic. Uh, and instead of, you know, really looking at what's the best use of resources. So really appreciate that. Appreciate everything you uh, you taught today. Again, people can find Dee Clevett and, and any information about her company at biz success, B-I-Z success, C-G dot com. I uh, just really appreciate you making the time to talk today. Thank you.
1: Well, I appreciate it, Ben, for having me as a guest. And thank you for the conversation.
0: Me too. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And everybody else will see you on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to Win-Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.